Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Clutter Chronicles series. If you guys are on Facebook, you can see my fancy mic. Uh, <laughs> but we are talking with my friend, Savannah, and I am super excited to talk to Savannah because Savannah and I met in a Facebook group when we were pregnant together with our currently toddlers. They're like 10 days apart, and we I saw her in the group a lot and I didn't realize that she lived basically down the street from me and after we had our babies we hung out and if you guys know a little bit about my story the reason that I started this group is because of the due date group that I was in we were sharing house tours and Savannah was a part of that group and I started the decluttering challenge and she was like yes I want to do it and I was like sweet and she lived like I said like five minutes from me, five or 10 minutes from me when we lived in Idaho. And I just asked her like, do you want me to come help you? Like, do you want me to come help you with this? Like I can come over and help you get started. And that's that's basically the story of Savannah and I. <laughs> and I came over and looking back, honestly guys, and Savannah, I don't think I've ever told you this, but looking back, I'm like, I don't know why Savannah let me in her house. Like I pushed her pretty hard. <laughs> Like I was, I was pretty ruthless and was like, we're doing this. And she was like, okay. So I'm excited to hear what she actually thought about all of that. <laughs> what was really going through her head and hear her story of how far she's come guys. Cause she has come so far. So Savannah, why don't you just tell everybody your side of the story real quick about how we met and how we got started. <laughs> Okay, so like you said, we were in the same due date group, and I always was drawn to you, and um, we found out that we lived by each other, and thought it was pretty cool, and I'm not really the kind of person to be super embarrassed of my state of my house, which I probably should have been, but <laughs> I don't even think I cared. I was, like, desperate, so... Yeah. <laughs> and you're my friend and it would be fun anyway way more fun than trying to go through it all myself so yeah I was excited about that but I think how it all started with like the whole decluttering thing in the group was you I don't exactly remember like when you started talking about it I just remember that you had like a Facebook status one day that was like I'm gonna do an experiment answer these questions and it was like something about life or like being overwhelmed or something and I was like yes to all of it yeah. <laughs> I'm always overwhelmed I always feel this way I always feel that way and then I saw that you were starting a group about it and I was really excited because I've always loved like Marie Kondo and like podcasts about decluttering even before that so Mm -hmm. I was excited because it was like somebody that I knew and all the challenges like the very first challenge I don't remember if it was like um the seven days challenge whatever the first one was I was excited was days. yeah and so I've always loved the challenges as everyone probably knows by now yeah 
So it was, it was the seven days challenge. And I remember, um, like you posted, excited. I put a post on my Facebook, like my general public Facebook. And I was like, do any moms feel like this? Because I noticed that the moms in our due date group were posting all the same things. And I was like, I used to feel like that. And I don't anymore. Like what changed and what I realized changed was that I wasn't juggling life and a house full of way too much stuff anymore. And one of the things that most moms post about is that they're like, and this is one of the things that I was like, that I really liked about Savannah was they post like that they're embarrassed, that they're ashamed and they don't want to share it with like the public or sometimes even in the group, which I'm always like, it's a safe place. Like nobody's going to judge you here. By the way, guys get into the group if you're not in it because nobody's going to judge you in here because we're all in the same boat. But Savannah was like, no, like I don't even care. Just come over (laughs) and help me. Like I, this is me where I'm at right now. Like take it or leave it. I need help. And so I think that's why I was like, I bet you she would let me come over (laughs) and like practice decluttering with somebody because I I didn't have my own stuff to declutter at that point. So I did. I was like, you want me to come over? Like I can come help you, (laughs) Um, which was actually really fun. So let's talk about that. Do you remember? Okay. Because one of the questions I know that I asked you is like, where did your decluttering journey start? So let's talk a little bit about like what you had done or tried, tried doing before I came over and what worked (laughs) and like what didn't work, like where you were stuck. And then we'll talk about when I started coming over. So I think what my problem has always been, and it's still, I still have to kind of bat it down every now and then because it sneaks back up is just organizing and trying to keep and um, just in case is like a whole new monster for me because I'll sit there and make an excuse why it's not going to be just in case and like why it's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Like if I had a snowboard in Florida and you were trying to make me get rid of it, I would be like, well, I'm going to plan a snowboarding trip then this weekend so that I can keep it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was just kind of moving my clutter around all the time and thinking that I was decluttering because I'd throw away like a few things. And then I would organize all the rest of it all pretty. And um, I kind of was decluttering, but just not like to the effect that I needed. And so it was basically just moving it around and just like getting the iceberg tip every time. And I just finally got sick of it. And like, I have to do it. That's why I was so glad that you wanted to come over. Because I was like, at the same time, I was like, does she really know what she's getting into yeah Kaylee's hold on one second so I remember that I remember you like kind of giving me a warning and you were like I have like I can't let things go like I have serious attachments and her um, mother-in-law had recently passed away so she was dealing with that and she did She, she like warned me and we have like I'm a three on the Enneagram test, which means like I go fast and intense. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like challenge accepted. Like I will take this on with you. And I even remember like asking her and telling her like, 
if you don't want me to do this, like tell me and I'll back off. Otherwise, like I'm just going to go for it and we're going to like get rid of all of your, get rid of all of this stuff. And like, I'm not going to let you make excuses or reasons to keep things. And the first time that I came over, we focused on her playroom and I counted the bags. We got rid of 24 bags, mm-hmm. trash bags of toys. Did you? Just from the playroom. Yeah. That's just crazy. from the one playroom that she had downstairs, 24 bags. And I think she was kind of like internally panicking and I would like pay attention because (laughs) I don't remember which, I don't think it was like every purge that we did together, but sometimes I would like go a little bit too far and I could like tell she was like starting to tear up. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I went too far. Like I need to not push her so hard right now. Um, Hang on. So what, hang on, I'm going to pause this real quick and get her settled. Savannah, (laughs) just like going back to like those moments where you were like really obviously uncomfortable and like I was pushing you outside of your comfort zone. Like what were you, what was actually going through your head at the time? Well, I don't really remember tearing up, so you'll have to remind me. That's good. (laughs) I, I think it was just like we were getting rid of at the time. Yeah, I think it was when we did the first round of toys and (laughs) there were like some baskets that you had empty, that we had emptied out that had toys in them. The baskets were empty and I was like, we should get rid of these baskets too. And you were like, I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. And I was like, okay, it's fine. (laughs) I was probably crying from the amount of stuff I had still. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably what it was like. Looking back, that's probably what it was that you were just like overwhelmed probably just sheer overwhelm from everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big process to go through. It was kind of like my reminder because I had done it so long ago, like six years ago, it's hard for me to remember what it was like, but I remember having nights where I would just like sit and cry. I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to survive? I do remember like crying over clutter just in general, just being like, I, can't do anything I want in life right now. I am a slave and a prisoner to laundry and dishes, and I can't even like do day keep up with daily things because I have these mountains of toys and clothes. And yeah, and I remember like the first run through of like actually really decluttering and not just like picking out trash and then organizing it all. I just remember like my hallways being like filled with bags and boxes and like trying to like get it all in like different groups and then just like being like this this isn't even worth it yeah like the time that it's taking just to go through everything and now I'm like lucky if I can get like a box or a bag whenever I go again and so it's hard to even remember like a year ago whenever it was like what did you say like 24 bags Yeah. yeah it was 24 bags the first time that we did toys and we did toys twice and we did clothes twice. So I think we did like four purge sessions together. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember you saying that like you were just, you were trying to declutter. You were in that cycle that I think a lot of people are in where they're trying to get rid of stuff, but they're sorting it. They're trying to organize it. They're trying to figure out how to keep it and make it make sense and trying to do all of that on top of 
the regular laundry, the regular cleanup, the regular snacks and food and meals and taking kids to and from school that you have to do anyway on top of everything. Um, so looking back, is it easy or easier for you to understand like why you were stuck in that cycle? Yeah, I mean, I think I was, it was just fear, like being, being afraid what was going to happen if I let all of it go, just like you always talk about, like, the kids aren't going to, they're going to be sad because all their toys are missing, and I'm going to hate my wardrobe and their wardrobes because we don't have, like, all of these things, and we're going to miss all of them. Yes. That's what I would think <laughs> I mean at the, in, you're in it you don't really know you just know that you're overwhelmed and you're frustrated and yeah you just get to change yes I remember you saying that we'll talk about clothes in just a minute too because that's like the second part of what we did the most of together but I do remember you saying like your kids are going to be so upset and I was like I was kind of like it's fine like I'll I'll take that on for you like they'll know that I came over and did all of this not you like <laughs> <laughs> and so did your kids ever miss anything? I, I, one thing that we did sneak out of her house that I literally snuck out of her house was this giant teddy bear, like six foot teddy bear. And <laughs> did your kids ever notice or say anything or be upset about it? They actually didn't. <laughs> they didn't notice that the six foot bear was missing. <laughs> Which they did, so even if they did, they didn't care. They were just like, they just liked their playroom that it was clean and yeah. And that they had all of the stuff that they loved still. Yeah. So. so, okay. So that's good to know. Cause I remember when we were going through the toys and I was like, I guess like this will be the defining moment of whether or not Savannah's family will let me back into her house or not. <laughs> and I, I, back then I didn't really have like a way to explain it or to say how I was doing it. That was one of the reasons that I wanted to do this with Savannah was so that I could remember what it was like, but the way that I, approach the toys with her was like getting rid of the things that were broken, getting rid of like things like the coloring books that most of the pages were colored in and nobody's going to use again because the kids, they don't want to color those pages. They look through it and they're like, well, this isn't fun anymore. Getting rid of like those kinds of coloring books, like broken crayons, broken colored pencils, like random little things and keeping all of the things that they loved, which for Savannah's girls are like the dolls and the doll accessories and um, LOL surprise, uh, right? That's what they're called. LOL, the LOL dolls, um, and all of that stuff. So I tried to do it that way with her. So it's good to hear that it works and her yeah. don't hate me or her. <laughs> they actually loved it. You guys moved away. They were like begging for you to come back. They're like, so we're never going to see Krista. <sighs> when we moved, yeah. When we moved from Idaho to California. <laughs> We had like one last goodbye uh, <laughs> where we talk about all the weird things that we like to talk about. Um, but okay. So let's talk about clothes real quick, because if you guys know Savannah, Savannah loves to dress well and to dress with variety and to dress much more creatively than I like to dress. So doing her wardrobe with her was challenging for me because I'm so basic and Savannah is not. Um, and this is the story that I tell you guys about all the time is when we decluttered from her bathtub and I literally sat in her bathtub and held up every piece of clothes that she had and was like, keep or don't keep. So Savannah, 
<laughs> Tell me what that was like for you on your end. <laughs> I was watching that video back the other day when you posted it. And if that's not vulnerability, I don't know what is. <laughs> Seriously, guys, that's what I was talking about at the beginning. Like she's unafraid to be like, this is who I am. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> And she would say things like, I hope that me sharing this, because it's super vulnerable, guys. I hope that sharing this helps somebody. Um, she's just awesome like that. So, <laughs> what did you think in the moment? Do you remember? Um, I really think that I was just like super grateful because, like I said, like I would have to listen to like a podcast or something whenever I would do anything like that. I used to listen to Marie Kondo, I had the book on my phone mm. and I have to listen to it because I hated it so much, but I knew it had to be done. Mm. And so I was just really thankful to have you actually come over in person and like actually walk me through all of my ridiculous thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you took too long on that decision. We're putting that in the donate pile. Yeah. Or, it's okay to keep things from your mother-in-law that you got to remember her when she died, but you don't need like a giant wardrobe size pile. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was hard for me too. I didn't know how to navigate it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was just nice to have it, to have you be willing to come over and be that raw. And I think now you have so much material that like people can actually just kind of go through that with other people while they watch videos or listen or hear other people's experiences. Yeah. And now I always listen to your podcast whenever I have to do decluttering. So I still don't really like to do it, but I always love the feeling afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you remember the first clothes purge that we did too? Cause we did maybe we did like two or three of them. I can't remember. We had really long days together where I would like come over at like nine and leave when I had to pick my kids up at like three thirty. Um, I felt like I exhausted you. <laughs> It was so much fun. It was, I loved it. It was, it was really fun and really eye-opening, but I, I think the first purge that we did was mostly your kids clothes and we kind of just gathered up everything. We did it like basically Marie Kondo style where we got all the girls clothes, brought them into your upstairs, like the man cave, spread them out, sorted them out. And then I told her like, we're going to re reduce this by half. Okay. That's the goal. And that's what I tell you guys, like get it all together, reduce it by half. You're good. And it was kind of easy, but it was still a little bit challenging because she loves clothes so much. And so like when it was in her face, when she could see it, she was like, but it's so cute. And I was like, but it doesn't fit anybody. And it Zeppelin outgrew it. Or I'd be like, this sock is really cute, but there's no match. And you're like, it might show up. I a big thing because and even now it's already building up again and I'm like this close to just throwing it away because even if I have a couple of loads of laundry left to get done like to find the extra socks it doesn't even matter like I would rather just not have a big pile of socks now yeah. and then just I would almost even rather not have any socks than to have that pile sitting there yeah like what it does to my mental state of being I feel like so you guys are hearing it from not just me, but from Savannah, that it's okay to let the socks go and start fresh. Like that's how we do it now. That's how we fell into the system is like I buy them one or two pairs, not pair, packs of socks per kid. 
and they wear them until they're worn out or they outgrow them, whatever comes first. And then I throw away that entire set and I buy a new one because the sock bucket with all of the mismatching socks with no pair is totally exhausting. (laughs) And it seems so small and ridiculous, but it really is exhausting. Yeah. And I used to save everything too. I would save things that needed a button sewed back on because I just bought it and it was so cute. And I would have like piles of like stuff that I had to fix and like stains that I needed to work on. And I'd be like, but, but, and you'd be like, it's stained. It's ripped. (laughs) It's old. Yeah. Even now when I'm like going through their clothes, I'll be like, this is really cute, but it's stained and I don't have time to get a stain out. And it just helps like kind of keep things maintained so they don't get out of hand really fast again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try and remember exactly how we did it so I can tell other people how we did it and they can do it for themselves as well. But we did the first one, like the first big purge, like I said, we got everything together and reduced it by half. And I think on that day that we did the first clothes purge, it was like 12 to 15 bags of clothes for all three of her kids and herself. It was like 12 to 15 bags of clothes that we got rid of. And I remember making a post being like, we got rid of literally 12, I can't remember, I posted, I'm going to say 15 bags because at some point we had 15 bags of clothes at least. And I was like, we got rid of 15 bags of clothes and guess what? Like Savannah and her family, they all still have enough clothes. They're not going to go naked. And it was still, you know, after that initial purge, it was still too much because we did another purge after that. And like you guys said, like it sneaks back and you still have to end up doing it a little bit more and more. But we started by reducing it by half getting rid of the things that were staying ripped, just like worn out and not in good condition or needed a button or whatever. We got rid of all that stuff first. And then is when we did the bathtub where <laughs> I sat closet alone. <laughs> what? That was just my closet alone. Yeah. Which was just, <laughs> and I asked her a few questions about her clothes. I would ask her, Like, would you go out right now and spend $40 on this? Like in the condition that it's in right now, that was one of the questions because if you're not willing to spend money on it in the condition that it's in right now, then that is an easy way to let it go. It's not worth your time or your money is what you're saying. So let it go. Um, What was the other thing I'd ask you? I think another question that we would switch to was, would you wear this today? Oh, yeah. Like if the weather was right or whatever. (laughs) I still think that when when I look in my closet, like when you get that, like I have nothing to wear feeling and there's a closet full of clothes, it's like a check that I have now where I'm like, no, (laughs) like if I won't wear this today and there's no reason for it, then it shouldn't be in here and it's leaving. See, you've come so far. You've come so far. Because I remember specifically asking you that, like, would you wear this or or no, what would I say? I would be like, would you wear this right now? And you would be like, well, I would wear this if I were doing this. I'm like, no, that's not the question. The question is, would you want to wear this outside of your house to go somewhere right now? And you'd be like, well, maybe if I, if I was going to here, I'm like, don't talk about a bad case of just in case. I know. 
So I'm like, no, we're not asking like when you could wear it. I'm asking, do you want to wear it? Do you like it enough to wear it right now? That was funny for me too. I remember laughing because you would be like, which reminds me of that video from the new girl. (laughs) That's totally true. That was so fun. So fun. I don't know why I got the biggest kick out of that, but I was like, keep, don't keep. And then I'd be like in my head, one, two, three, time's up. Like I'm putting it in the don't keep pile. (laughs) And you were about to shove me out the room just like that video probably. I think I did. I think at some point, like the kids were like wanting a snack and I was like, should I just like grab this and put it in the bag real quick? (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't actually do it, but Kind of like whenever you went to go feed Kaylee or something and then you came back and I was like trying to hang clothes up in the closet really quick. Yeah. yeah. I would like go nurse Kaylee and she's like putting things back up, like keep, keep, keep. I want to make these hard decisions. <laughs> yes. It was so fun. It was so fun. Um, so that's how we did clothes. I would ask her those questions. Do you want to wear this right now? Would you spend $40 on it right now? And I would ask her, like, when is the last time that you wore this? And if she couldn't remember, I would put it in the don't keep pile. The, the get rid of pile. <laughs> um, so, Savannah, what, what, was, what do you think was, like, your biggest breakthrough with your clutter? Like, when do you feel like you were like, okay, like, this is actually working. I'm making progress. And you felt good about it. Uh, well, I think I felt a lot better ev- with every step of the way. Mm-hmm. So, like, even, like, sometimes I don't know where to start. And I'll, even now, like, I'll get overwhelmed. And then things will start to get out of hand again. And I just, it's like I forget that as soon as you start, you, I feel a break. I feel at least a little breakthrough every time. Yeah. Like, don't do this. It's not a big deal. It's, you know, like, I can set my if I'm feeling fearful and overwhelmed, like, I just can't do this. It just takes too much time. I just have too many other things. And I just set like an alarm for like five minutes. And I'm like, if I can just give the minimum amount to this, because it's making me feel like junk right now, like how cluttery and gross this bathroom is. And then like, my alarm won't even have gone off yet. And I done what I wanted it to look like, you know, like I've done like a surface, surface purge and got all the trash out and got rid of some like duplicates of stuff and cleaned it up real quick and it hasn't even been like five minutes yeah and so I was like really surprised how fast things go and how easy they actually are and so I feel like little breakthroughs but probably the big one is the laundry because it's my big giant beast besides the garage and I've finally got to a place where it's not I'm not enslaved by it like I can't go on a play date because I have a week's worth of laundry that needs to get done. That even if I spent time on it from morning till night, it would still not be done. Like I just, I can actually do one load a day and the pile never gets too big. And I feel like I would have bawled if you would have told me not where I would be like a year ago. Like I would have bawled and I would have been like, I'm going to get there. Like it's, there's going to be a day where I won't come home to like mountains of laundry and, and feel horribly guilty over it every time I go out and do something fun. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's arrived. I didn't know. And the garage will be a big breakthrough too when I finally have actually decluttered the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. 
I didn't know that you had arrived with that yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting to actually have every single article of clothing absolutely done because I'm weird like that to like <laughs> announce it to the world. Because <laughs> it's that big of an accomplishment. For that I have one moment. In the whole house. I got so close, I think like a week or two ago, but I just, because I'm a weird perfectionist, I couldn't announce it to the world because I had to clean the bed sheets still, technically. <laughs> I was like, I can't announce that I have everything clean for the first time ever when there's technically dirty bed sheets, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so unofficial announcement. Unofficial announcement. She has arrived. She has made it. Because that's, honestly, like, that's where I'm at and have been at for a long time. Like, I'm not overwhelmed by it. Everybody, like, everything just is pretty kept up on. But I don't think I've even ever been, like, every single thing is clean at once. <laughs> I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> well, the good thing about us is that Savannah and I are pretty competitive, so maybe we'll just race to see who can get it done first. <laughs> um, but, okay, so this is something that I wanted to ask you too, and I'm kind of, and I was just thinking, like it just came into my head, but I was thinking too about where we were a year ago when we decided to do this. And you have three small girls. At the time, they were like five, three, and then like six months, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she had a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a six-month-old. I had my whatever they were, like nine, seven, and six-month-old. And I was thinking about this. Like that's a really – like looking back, that's a really intense time because you're still in that postpartum phase especially when you have back-to-back babies. And I know that you struggled a lot with like the hormonal and like, I don't know, I don't know what exactly it was. I don't even know if you know exactly what it was either. Cause I know you've been looking for a lot of answers, um, but like with hormonal imbalances and having those days where like you literally cannot keep your eyes open and you literally cannot pull yourself out of bed. Like that's where Savannah was at. And I remember like trying to be mindful of that but also like trying to push her out of it a little bit as, you know, yeah. me and as intensely as my three personality can do. <laughs> yeah, that too. You can always find the people who are like, oh, just, just take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do to get past that? Like, do, are, is there anything that you found that like really worked for you or was it just kind of like day by day? Like, I think that there's a lot of, angles to it I think when you just have a baby like that and they're all super close like back-to-back pregnancies I think that there's there's um, a certain amount of time that just has to go by and you just have to learn that it's going to be that way for a while and you just kind of have to learn that you have to make progress and some progress is better than no progress and is really good actually because it's getting you closer and closer even if it seems to be taking a long time and so just to keep keep reminded that you've got to do at least a little bit and if you have to rest for a, a day or a week or an hour or whatever just to tell yourself that that's okay and you didn't fail and you can you can get right back into it even if it's next month or something but just to take care of yourself and listen to yourself and I think just over time it gets better and better because that's just how hormones are mm-hmm. for the most part. And so that's good. But just learning to have the grace on yourself 
during that time because the guilt can spin me into like a depression. And then with depression, it's like really impossible to take that step, even if it's just cleaning up the floor or picking one little pile on a chair or five minutes of laundry and five minutes of dishes. And then like just the momentum goes a little bit quicker the more you do it. Um, so there was another thing that I wanted to say too, but I can't remember right now. But that's the main thing, just like being content with where you're at and knowing that it's gonna get better and like having a positive mindset about it. And that's why my favorite videos and podcasts that you do are the ones about thinking because it's so much more powerful than we know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's super important too. I think a good reminder for everybody, no matter where they're at is like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what we were thinking, <laughs> like having six month old babies and not sleeping. I'm so glad that we did it. And I think it's exactly like you said, like the way that you were able to do it is you were like, I'm just going to do what I can. And like you guys heard her say just a minute ago, if, if we would have said a year ago, this is where you're going to be, she wouldn't have believed it, but she is here now because she did every chance that she got. She did what she could. She had those days where, and I just remember like not in the motherhood group, but just in like our due date group. Sorry, Savannah, for like, if this is an overshare, but like having those days of being like, I don't want to wake up out and get out of bed. <laughs> like my body is that tired. Um, and just knowing that every little bit that you do does add up and it's not for nothing and it will make a really big difference over time. Or even just like what you say to yourself, mm -hmm. you feel a different way and feel like you can and actually have more energy. Like I remember there came a point where I was like, it's obviously true because everyone talks about it. And if my, if it's so hard to get over my mental blocks that I can't quit thinking these thoughts, like I'm just going to decide what I want them to be and say them out loud. Mm. And of course I believe in God and praying too. And so sometimes I would even just like turn it into a prayer. So I didn't feel like I was myself was manifesting it technically, but I would be like, this is going to be a good day. I am going to do this. Even if it was like something impossible and yeah. be like, I am going to be happy. I am going to be like, my kids are going to have fun with me. And then just be like in Jesus. Name. <laughs> like have that be the case. That's my prayer. Yeah. Getting it out and like speaking it, even if you don't believe it, it just has so much power. Yeah. I think it does too. And we talk about that a lot in the group too, of like, you got to tell yourself a different story. Like if you keep telling yourself that I'm overwhelmed by everything and I'm never going to get it done, you're going to continue to be overwhelmed by it all and you're never going to get it done. So <laughs> you start telling yourself, I'm going to do what I can today and I'm going to be okay with that. Then that's a much better story. It's not like you have to like tell yourself every day, like my house is completely finished and totally clutter free. It's like that, that's not realistic and you're not going to feel good about that. But if you can say, I'm going to do what I can today. I'm going to listen to myself and do what I think is, you know, the next best step, then you're going to make progress. Yeah. Um, okay. So one question I have for you is, is there anything that you decluttered that you regret? 
<laughs> um, <laughs> so, I know one thing. You probably, I probably don't even remember it, whatever it is. <laughs> well, it's not like a specific thing, but when we did her wardrobe, she had a lot of like, and this is where I'm like, maybe I went too far, maybe I didn't, but she had a lot of like staple items that were like kind of faded and worn out. And I was like, use this as a chance to get rid of these and get yourself like a nice new staple. Yeah, they really did need to go. And it's funny because that is actually what I was going to say because I didn't go and replace them right afterwards. Yeah. And that's the reason I regretted it. If I would have actually gone out and replaced them, it was things like that you really, really need, like a black cardigan or like a white. <laughs> like that's you have what I was thinking. <laughs> or like undershirts just like because you can't wear your see-through shirts without it type thing. Right. And then I just didn't go out and replace them right away. And then I was like, ah, <laughs> I can't wear like half my stuff now because I'm missing really important things. Yeah. But finally, like six months later, after like <laughs> having a weird wardrobe for a while, I went and replaced them and then everything was back to normal. So. <laughs> I thought yeah. it still wasn't that big of a regret. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, good. She's not scarred for life from it. Nobody died. <laughs> maybe a little bit scarred. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a good tip for everybody too, is that like, there are some like clothes are, they're, they're a consumable item. Okay. They don't last forever. They're not meant to last forever. And that was kind of what I was trying to tell her is like, yes, these are staple items. Yes. They are things that you should have, but they don't last forever, especially things like undershirts and a lot, like sometimes like the cardigan stuff um they don't and they're not meant to last forever you wash them they fade they miss buttons they lose things whatever they get ripped and it's yeah. totally okay to let them go and get yourself a nice new one I know and for somebody who loves clothes so much and was hanging on to them so dearly like of course it's gonna feel way better to get a new one <laughs> like right. it's a new to go get stuff that makes you feel way more amazing and way more energized yeah so I have a question too, because maybe I think a lot of people will relate to this too. I know it's true for me, but my wardrobe is a lot more basic than yours, but it's a lot more fun for me to go shopping and pick out the things that I actually want with a simplified wardrobe because I know what I have. I know what I like quote need, but then I also know what I have room for in, in terms of like adding in those special occasion items or like those more over the top types of items like has it changed for you like the way that you shop and the way that you feel about shopping yeah definitely um because I didn't used to know what all I had at home and so it would be like a big project to go through and be like do I have something that would that I want to wear to this wedding or whatever and now I I can just do like a quick look and like, I don't have like five wardrobes in the laundry that mm. have been there for who knows how long. And I'm like, oh, I forgot I had that. I could have worn. Yeah. And I think for me, it, I don't feel like I don't ever feel guilty now about going and buying clothes because, because I know what I have and because yeah. I know what's there. And it used to be that like my, my, my closet was so full that like Savannah said, like, I didn't know what I had. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know if it was in still in wearable condition. I just didn't know. So I would just go buy more <laughs> to replace or kind of mask that. And 
then of course I would feel bad about it because I'm like, I don't really know if I need this. I don't know if it goes with what I have. And I just don't feel guilty anymore about buying myself clothes when I need them. And another thing that I would do is I would buy like a really cute pair of pants and then I would get home and realize I didn't have anything that went with them. Yeah. Like never get worn and I'd have to go like on another shopping trip to get something to match them. And so now I'm always like, okay, I need to actually get like practical things that match everything. And then the fun things need to match those. So it makes it way easier. Yeah, it does make it way easier. And for me, it makes it more fun. Because I know I joke, like, I have a super basic wardrobe. But I do also like to, I I like to look put together. But that I, like, you're never going to see me really in anything, like, wild and crazy. But I do like to look put together. You know? I think you should do that. Thank you. <laughs> I just, so yeah, same thing in my closet, you would be like, this seems too plain for you. Really? <laughs> But do you feel like you're more plain now? Because I still feel like you look the same. Mm, I like to wear plain things now and then, like a classic t-shirt with like some shorts. To me, it's like a type of outfit, so. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably what it is. That's probably like you have your types of outfits that you like to wear the same way that I have my types of outfits that I like to wear. And guys, this is the truth of it. Like you're going to look the best in whatever you feel most comfortable in. So (laughs) like somebody who opens up my, maybe that's what it is. Like, I think if somebody opened up my closet and looked at the clothes, they'd be like, wow, boring. But I don't feel like I look boring because I feel good in it. I think you think you're more boring than you are because I don't think you're boring. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's it. I don't know what it is. I just know I'm like super simple, super, I don't know. It feels simple. So Maybe that's why. Okay, so last question, because this was super good. I liked revisiting it all. But for anybody listening, or if you were talking to your family and friends who are on the fence about decluttering, what would you tell them? I would just tell them to just get started and start small, just pick somewhere. It doesn't even matter where. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're on the, I would say if you're on the fence with it, then something is stealing joy from you to do with it. And so there's no reason not to fix that so that that's not happening. And just, like I said, like, even if it's something that's the bare minimum you can give, like setting a timer for five minutes and picking a podcast that speaks to you and just, you know, grab a trash bag and just. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. 
but when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.